your feelings are at the center of all of this and people's feelings about you are at the center of your executive presence. You take yourself with you everywhere you go. So your executive presence follows you everywhere. There's nothing quite like the power of speaking to someone in a way that really lands with them and has them looking at you and thinking, huh, I like listening to her. I like when she speaks. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Whoa, my voice went really high. I was like, welcome to the show. But thank you for being here. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a career coach for women. I used to be in the corporate world. I'm not anymore. I'm now full-time on the podcast and my coaching business, which feels so exciting. And today's episode is a foundational episode on executive presence. And I have been working on some really awesome, cool, fun, exciting stuff that I can't wait to share with you that I'm going to be sharing next month all around executive presence and how to have greater executive presence and how to not fall into some of the traps that I think a lot of women fall into when we're trying to build executive presence and we try to do it in the way we think we quote unquote should do it, but it feels weird and icky and wrong. And as a result, instead of making you feel more confident, you feel less confident because it's not really coming from who you are. I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on to help you with that that I'm going to be sharing next month. So I'm going to be having a couple of podcast episodes, one or two podcast episodes on executive presence. And I'm doing a video course on executive presence, which I'm so excited because one, it will be free. Two, I've never done any sort of like video course for you before. And I'm really excited. And three, because executive presence is so, so, so important professionally if you want to have impact and also if you want to start to develop a reputation as someone who is high potential and as someone who should be elevated in an organization. So much of those decisions do come from your executive presence, and that's why it's so important for me to talk to you about it and to help you with it. And the other thing too, the reason why this is so important for me and the reason why I really want to help you with this is because I don't want you to panic and think that because you struggle to feel confident, maybe you feel awkward, maybe you feel shaky, maybe you don't feel like you have good executive presence. If any of those things are true about you, I don't want you to think that developing executive presence is going to be a problem for you. You simply have to give yourself time and patience and start with the right tools for wherever you are at. 
and I promise you that you can get from point A to point B. So it is really important for me to talk about this topic of executive presence because so often out there in the world, it gets talked about in this way of like, well, you're at this baseline level of feeling confident and now here's how you have this big, bold executive presence. But if you're someone who struggles to feel confident and if you don't feel confident and if you feel awkward, like I said, or you're having troubles feeling powerful in the room, then you need to approach it from a different angle. You maybe need to go slower. You might need smaller, more bite-sized steps. And it's really important for me to tell you and to tell women that it doesn't matter if you are struggling. And I know like when I say it doesn't matter, what I mean is like, of course it matters. I don't want you to struggle, but it doesn't mean that you can't develop executive presence over time. So I want you to think about it as like the inside of a tree. So when I was younger, I don't even remember when this was, but I went on some sort of trip to some sort of forest and they showed us the inside of the tree. I think it was a redwood tree. I think I'm not 100% sure, but it was the inside of a tree trunk, like the cross section with all of the rings. And I remember like the dude who was showing us all the stuff in the forest was like, you know, as the tree gets older, it gets more rings and you like see this incredible tree. It's so huge. It's so glorious. And you can see the cross section of its trunk and it has all these rings. But he told us it took years for those rings to develop. It takes time. And (laughs) this is not this is not to say that it's going to take you years, like hundreds of years, like a redwood tree to develop executive presence. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that something like confidence, something like executive presence, something like having comfort in a room and learning how to feel and exude power in a room, it happens in phases. It doesn't happen one time. So if you listen to one podcast, and then you go into a meeting and you're like, I feel the same or I don't feel different, that doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. All that means is you've just gotten started. That's your first ring on the tree and you have more rings to go. And it's not going to take hundreds of years like it would with the tree, but it is going to take time and you do have to stick with it. But I promise that you can get there. I really struggled with executive presence and I lacked so much confidence in myself. I felt so out of place when, especially early in my career, I talk about this a lot when I was a management consultant. I really did not feel confident in that work environment. And one of the first pieces of feedback that I got was you really need to work on your executive presence. And this sent me into a panic. It sent me into a panic because my thought process was like, oh no, like, oh shit, I feel so awkward and people can see it. So they can see how I feel and I don't know how to fix how I feel. And I worried that I would be stuck there forever. And I thought that I had to go from like feeling so awful and like feeling so unconfident to being like the most powerful person in the room. And I just went through this like awkward period where I was trying to have executive presence, but I felt so little confidence and like I was doing it in this weird way and it didn't feel like me and it felt awful and I felt stuck and You don't have to do it that way. (laughs) You don't do it that way. Um, I'm going to help you not do it that way. But all of this is to say that no matter what your starting point is, I really want you to approach this with optimism and with patience that this is going to work for you and you are going to stick with it. And just to give you a sense of like what this episode is versus what's coming, 
I have an episode coming in April around myths around executive presence. So these are myths that are often shared with women as professional development guidance on how to build powerful executive presence. And they are lies. They are literally lies. They are counterproductive. They are counterintuitive. And I want to share them with you so that you don't fall into some of the traps that I fell into. That's coming in a future episode. And also the video course, which is a separate thing. But anyway... The reason I'm sharing all of this is that today's podcast is just a foundational, foundational episode on what is executive presence. When we say executive presence, what the hell are we talking about? Because it's a very, very ambiguous, fuzzy phrase. And I actually think that that's part of the problem. I think a lot of times as women, we get this fuzzy feedback, right? And it becomes impossible for us to grow or act on the feedback because it's so vague. And then it can get used against us in like really weird and shady ways, right? And so in today's episode, I wanted to get really clear on like, what the heck is executive presence? Because to be honest with you, when I was first told that I needed better executive presence, what I heard in my mind was, you are awkward AF, but we don't feel comfortable telling you that. So we're using this phrase executive presence to try to tell you that we think you're awkward. And basically like, we don't feel comfortable like having you in front of like big clients. That is what my very self-critical fearful brain interpreted that feedback as. Now, we don't know if that's true. There might have been elements of that. I'm not sure. But the point is that my executive presence was not where it needed to be. But no one explained to me, like, what is that? Like, what is executive presence? What is it that you're asking me to do? This is is a phrase that I have never heard before, people. So please tell me what it is you need me to do. I didn't understand it. So I want to clear that up for you so that you have a really clear guidepost of where you're headed. But this is really important. I'm gonna share some stuff in this episode that if you have like a fixed mindset and you think that you're stuck and you think that you can't change, you might hear me share this stuff and use it against you. And you might hear me talk about executive presence and what it is and why it matters. And it might make your mind go, oh no, I don't have that, that executive presence thing that she's talking about, I definitely don't do in the way that I want to. And she's talking about why it's important and why I need it for my career. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And listen, this is where you need to take control of the narrative. Don't use this information against you. Use this information for you. See yourself as someone who is open and brave enough to pursue change even when you can't quite see what the path to that change looks like. The difference between someone who gains confidence and someone who stays stuck when both of those people had the same exact starting point. The difference is, is that the person who eventually started to become confident was willing to believe that it was possible for them to go from not feeling confident to feeling confident and having executive presence even before they had evidence. So it is the person who listens to this episode with an open mind and thinks, what if I could do that? Maybe I could do that. That person is going to get different results than the person who listens to this episode and says, oh no, I can't do this. I'm doing this wrong. You are not doing 
anything wrong. There are so many workplaces out there and like leaders out there that really do not know how to guide women on this and do not know how to help women with this. You have not done anything wrong. Think of this as just continuous growth and think of all of this work that you're doing, listening to the podcast, working on yourself. Think of all of that as like you showing up to this fun and challenging game of personal growth where you ask yourself, how can I totally shatter my thoughts and my limiting beliefs about what I can and can't do? I really want you to listen to this with that frame of mind because that's the only way you're going to get value out of it. And that's the only way you're going to take it and actually bring it with you and keep practicing and keep sticking with it, even when you're still in the process of mastery. So when you are changing and you are learning something new, you're learning a new skill, you're going from like novice, unexperienced, bad at it to mastery. And in between novice and mastery is something that I like to call (laughs) H-E-L-L. Hell! No, but like I'm joking, but also I'm not joking. Like when you're learning something new, the beginning before you get good at it and you're still like learning it and it's something like presence, which is about like you and your confidence and your physicality and your body and people watching you. Like when you are in that middle space, It is not fun. It is not pleasant. But that is exactly where you have to persist and persevere so you can get out of that and so that some of the situations that feel hard and scary and difficult start to feel more and more comfortable as they feel more and more comfortable. Then you're able to go from like just getting yourself to neutral and comfortable to having this big powerful presence but it comes from a true rooted place of authenticity because you did all the hard work in the middle to get there versus just like quote unquote pretending and adopting like the fake weird confidence that I was doing when I was trying to build executive presence and I had no idea how. So with that, I'm gonna actually get into what I wanted to talk about today, which is what is executive presence? Like what the heck is it? That's that's how I felt about it. I, I was like, what does this mean? Like, you're not telling me what this means, but you're telling me it's really important. So what is it? And second, why is it so important? So let's talk first about what it is. And this is my definition. And I think this is important because there are people out there who define it in a way that I don't agree with. I'll, I'll touch on this in like future episodes that I'm doing on executive presence, But some people define it as like being the loudest person in the room. That is not how I define it. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Let me tell you how I define executive presence. And I like to define things really, really simply because it's so much easier for us to grasp onto. So my definition of executive presence is very, very simple. It is this. Executive presence is what people feel when they are around you. It is what people feel when they are around you. And the reason that I define it this way is because it is distinct and different from the content that you share. So when you speak, when you're talking, when you're in a meeting, whatever the situation might be, you are sharing information. You're in an exchange with people and you are talking about something. Turtles came to mind. You're talking about turtles. Executive presence is not 
what you say about turtles and how you talk about the turtles and the words you use to describe the turtles. Executive presence is everything except all of those things. It is the sound of your voice. It is the way your body looks and moves. It is the emotion. It is all of those intangible things that sit outside of the core topic that you're talking about that give people a certain feeling when they are around you. And I'm sure that you can imagine this, right? You can have two people say the same exact thing and you might get a very different impression from both people, even if they're not radically changing how they're saying it. Like maybe they're both trying to say the same thing in the same type of confident voice, but you are going to have a very different experience with two different people simply because as humans, we're different and we project different things to the outside world. So I think of executive presence as what you project to the outside world, what you make people feel when they are listening to you. And what's so, so, so interesting about executive presence that never gets talked about that I think is one of the most important things that needs to get talked about is that if executive presence is how you make other people feel, then it starts with how you feel. And this is so important because when women are given feedback and told that they need to speak in a way that makes the people around them feel something different. So what, you know, what they're making people feel is not quote unquote correct. They need to have a different executive presence. They need to make people feel something different. They are not told how to feel good inside so that they can project the certainty and the confidence that makes people feel certain and confident in them. Rather, they are told what to say and they are told what actions to take and they are told how to move their bodies and and lots of like actions rather than focusing on how does one learn to feel stable and confident so that the experience of listening to that person speak makes the audience feel stable and confident. It feels so obvious to me, but the reason I'm like so passionate about this and so like, oh my gosh, why didn't anyone ever talk about this is because this this isn't how a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are talking about executive presence as like an action that you do. You speak this way and your voice is this way and you stand this way and you kick off the meeting this way. And it's like all of these things None of those things matter. The literally, the thing that matters is how you feel. That is what other people feel. How you feel impacts your tone. It impacts the words that you use. It impacts how your mind delivers you the information to share with everyone. Your feelings are at the center of all of this. And people's feelings about you are at the center of your executive presence. So that is what executive presence is. So if you take one thing away from this episode, and if you are to focus on one thing going forward, 
it should be to start asking yourself how you want other people to feel when they're around you. And by the way, you get to decide that. No one gets to to tell you what that is. I mean, I can give you ideas, but for it to be true leadership, true executive presence, my friend, that has to come from you. But I want you to start thinking about what do I want people to feel when I am speaking? And the wonderful thing is it can be more than one thing. It doesn't have to be the same all the time. And in fact, depending on the conversation, you might want people to feel something very, very different depending on what it is. If you are sharing really great news with your team, you might want them to feel a certain way. If you're sharing hard news with someone, you might want them to feel a different way. But it all starts with how do I want people to feel? And at our core, we are all emotional creatures. So honestly, like this is going to sound weird. It doesn't matter how good your presentation is or whatever. I mean, it matters. But what really matters is the feeling that people get. And sure, people might get a good feeling from like a really good PowerPoint page. I mean, I'm a strategist. I love a good PowerPoint page. A good PowerPoint page gives me a really good feeling inside. But there's nothing quite like the power of human connection. And there's nothing quite like the power of speaking to someone in a way that really lands with them and has them looking at you and thinking, huh, I like listening to her. I like when she speaks. And so this is so, so, so incredibly powerful. So what you want to be thinking about is what do I want people to feel when I am speaking? And, you know, of course, like I said, It's going to change based on the situation. But that being said, you can still think about like your baseline feelings of like in a typical meeting where we're talking about the future or we're talking about outcomes of the past. We're talking about the business. We're talking about the project. We're talking about whatever in those rooms. What feeling do I want people to feel when I speak? And it is so important that this comes from you and not from me. It is very important for me not to tell you what you want people to feel because what you want people to feel is unique to you and it has to be authentic to you. And if it's not authentic to you, that's not going to be your most powerful presence. So for me, I want people to feel welcome and inspired And I want them to laugh. What feeling is laughter? I want, I guess, hmm, that's weird. Laughter is not a feeling. What's the feeling? Amused? that That doesn't quite feel right. But I want them to feel welcome and inspired. And maybe I have a, a moment where it's funny or it's light or like it just feels like this is a pleasurable thing that we're doing. Because, I mean, things can be fun and enjoyable. Like things should be fun, right? And so That's what I want people to feel, but that came from me. That's because of my personality, and I have a very specific leadership style and a very specific way that I like to interact with people in a very specific way that I feel strong and confident and powerful when I'm talking to people, and that's unique to me, and that came through trial and error. So I thought that like the feelings that I was supposed to make people feel was like, oh gosh, I don't even know what I thought. Like I almost had to like intimidate them or like crush them. (laughs) Like 
like, I mean, I was really naive. I just didn't, I didn't understand. And so I I started with, you know, trying to make people feel feelings about me that were like very unnatural to who I was. And it was through that process, though, of figuring out like, oh, like, what do I really want people to feel when they're around me? that I was able to access something that came from me and came from a part of me that is, you know, part of who I am, part of my personality. Like this stuff is deep and it's personal and it's individual and it's different for everyone. But that is what makes it so powerful. And that is why it has to come from you. Because when you find those things that like fit with you and are unique to who you are and you're like, yes, that is exactly what I want people to feel when they're around me. When you find those things and start to build executive presence from that place, it is so much more powerful than if you just try to create what you think executive presence is supposed to be. And like I said before, it starts with how you feel. What feelings make you feel the strongest the best, the most confident. And for me, I realized the feelings that I want other people to feel around me are the same feelings that make me feel really strong and confident. So when I feel the feelings of feeling welcome and feeling inspired and feeling amused and in enjoyment and pleasure, that is when I feel most capable of being myself, I'm most able to bring out my true qualities to the world and have the strongest executive presence possible. And as a result, that is what people feel around me. And that is my executive presence. And it doesn't look like anyone else's and it's not supposed to. And neither is yours. Yours is supposed to be unique to you. And even if like the words are the same, like let's say the feelings that feel really good to you and the feelings that you want people to feel when they're around you, like let's say yours are the same exact ones as mine. Or let's say yours are the same as some other person, right? Because that obviously will happen. It's still going to be different. It's going to feel different. And this is where we're getting to a place that's beyond words. Like, What is it about you that makes you you and makes you unique and gives people that unique feeling of being around you? We can't put that into words, right? Like the emotions get us part of the way there. But the truth is, it's just speaking to who you are. And words aren't quite enough to describe that at a deep level, but they get you part of the way there. They get you on that journey of like, well, who am I and what makes me feel powerful and what do I want people to feel when they're around me? And so I really want you to reflect on that. And this comes back to the authenticity piece. And I'm going to do an entire episode just on executive presence and authenticity because this is so important, right? But this is why authenticity matters so much, because in trying to find the feelings that feel genuine to you and trying to find that unique thing about you that just like magnetizes people and makes you feel so strong, that all comes from figuring out 
how do I feel when I'm at my best, but I'm really being me. I'm not being some fake version of me or some different version of me. I'm just being me. What is that feeling? And that is why I believe you can't get to full confidence without having that authenticity piece because it's coming from something hollow. It's not coming from something inside you. When it comes from something inside you, it is limitless. And that is how you inspire and captivate people. That is so much more powerful than trying to project something fake or not real. And so That is my definition of executive presence. It is what people feel when they're around you. And if you want to do some homework for this episode, think about what do I want people to feel when they're around me for your typical average meeting? And I would suggest keeping it simple. One, two, or three feelings max. Like three is even stretching it. I think two, two is a great number to aim for. What do you want them to feel when they're around you? And what is it like when you feel that way? And how do you speak and how do you present when you feel that way? Because that is the star, like the golden star that you're aiming for, that you're trying to get to from a feeling state in order to project the executive presence that is most authentic to you. Now I want to move into why this matters so much. And this is speaking to a topic that I've been posting about here and there on Instagram, which is The Art of Speaking Up, if you want to come say hi. I've been talking about this idea that there is an inflection point in your career, especially if you want to rise to more senior executive levels, where it's not about the work that you do, and it's not just about like doing more work and doing the best work. It's about having a voice and leading, and those are two different things, and you can't like outwork your way out of having a voice and leading. You have to, at some point, build the core capability and the skill of how to lead and how to have a powerful voice. That just has to happen if you want to elevate to higher levels. And if you're like I was when I was building my confidence and working on this and struggling with this, you might not like visibility, right? You might prefer to just do really, really good work and work all the time rather than taking up space and being seen and leading powerfully. And it's really easy to fall into that trap Because again, if you don't like the visibility, you probably want to find a way around all of that. But the problem is there are people out there in the workplace who are willing to step up and do both. And there are people who aren't as good as executing as you might be, but they're willing to be super visible and they're willing to lead. And at some point, those people can get ahead of you too. I'm just speaking like what I've seen so that you are aware of this. Those people can get ahead of you, too, because there are lots of situations and positions where having a strong voice and leading is more important than your ability to execute. That is true. And we have to look at that. Like execution is important. But when you have a team, you're not really executing. Your team is executing. So it is really important to understand that, like, yes, doing good work matters. But as you get more senior, the definition of, quote, unquote, doing good work means driving better results and driving better results means having a voice and leading. And now I'm sure you can start to see why executive presence matters so much. But to really drive this home for you, when you're in a workplace and you're in your work environment, sometimes people see your work and they see the report that you made. They see the thing that you executed, you know, whatever it is you do, like whatever your outputs are, there are going to be lots of times where you make your output, you make your presentation, you make your thing and people see it and they see that it's good. And so they think, all right, she's good at that thing. 
But there are also going to be a lot of times when people don't see your work. They only see you. They only see your executive presence, right? An interview is a really good example of this. They're going off of how you are able to show up in that room. And of course, you're speaking about your work, but they don't get to see it. Your work doesn't get to stand alone. It doesn't get to stand on its own. You are the one who has to stand in that situation. And you are the one who has to project that I can do this job and I can handle this. You don't have your work to speak for you. And as you get more senior and as you're rising, it's really, really important to learn not to always rely on your work to speak for you. Of course, you want to do good work. Of course, you want to drive results. But you also need to be able to hold your own in a room. You also need to be able to be in a room and not necessarily like have an amazing presentation or have all the work or have all the outputs. And you need to still be able to make a strong impression in that room without those outputs because you're not always going to have them. And as you get more senior, it's not going to be about the outputs. It's going to be about holding your own in the conversation, defending your point of view, introducing a new idea. It's not just going to be about the outputs. There's going to be a voice that is required. You're going to have to advocate. You're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to take up space and speak to people who might be more powerful or who might be more senior. And you're going to have to hold your own in that conversation. And part of your ability to do that will be driven by your executive presence. And that is a different and distinct skill set from the work that you do. And if you want to dive deeper into this, if you listen to like the three-part series that I did the first week of January, which was like, I think it's episodes 104, 105, and 106, I go into a lot of detail on the difference between execution and having a voice. But for purposes of this episode right now, what I want to share with you is that being able to hold your own in a room and command the attention and respect of people is something that you also have to learn to do in addition to being able to execute as you rise to higher and higher positions. And the plot thickens. Not only is this something that you have to learn to do, but you take yourself with you everywhere you go. So when you are able to show up feeling strong and confident, you are someone who is strong and confident all the time. So your executive presence follows you everywhere, whether it's a conversation or an email or whatever, who you are and how you're feeling and who you're being and how you're making other people feel as a result is always operating all of the time. And this shouldn't make you panic. This shouldn't be bad news. This should be good news because the best way you're going to make the best impression around people is to really learn how to be you and how to bring out your most natural talents and the most natural parts of you when you are interacting and when you are speaking. And so the more that you work on this skill and the more you cultivate a presence that makes you feel good and therefore makes other people feel good or however you want them to feel when they're around you, the stronger impression you make day to day in all of the interactions that you have in your workplace and you also begin to cultivate the skill of pure executive presence, which is going to be required 
when you're in a difficult conversation or you're in a conversation with people who have more authority than you or maybe you're sharing findings that people aren't going to agree with, or maybe you need to push or advocate for something that you know is really, really important, but other people don't see it that way. The way that you're gonna get a lot of those things over the line is not just going to be based on like doing really good work and building a really good case. Like, yes, you need to do good work, and yes, you need to build a good case, but you also need to show up in full belief and with full authority and with full presence for the thing that you're putting forth. Because think about it. If you're trying to tell someone we should do it this way and you're not confident in that, you can't expect them to be confident. It's like when you go to a restaurant and the waiter tells you the specials and you're trying to figure out if they're good and you ask the waiter like, oh, I'm thinking of ordering the special. Is it good? And they say yes, but you can tell like, you're like, they're either lying or they haven't had it. You can just tell that they're like, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. And the way they answer you, you're like, I'm so glad I asked. I am not ordering the special, right? You're not going to order that. But when you ask the waiter and they say, oh, it's so good, and they start talking about it, then you're like, boom, I'm in. I'm getting the special, right? So like, it, like when you're in a room, you're the waiter, right? And you're trying to get people to order the special. So if you're like, it's good, it's good, people aren't going to order the special. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why this matters so much. And like I said before, this is all buildable. And I have so much good stuff coming out to help you with this. So like I said, keep listening because next month I have more episodes coming out on executive presence. I have a video course coming out on executive presence. Can you tell I'm excited about this thing? I'm so excited about it. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And I'm going to wrap up this one. I have really tried to make these solo apps shorter just because like I think it's nice to have a variety of episode lengths. And I have I haven't recently been able to record one that is like under the 30 or 40 minute mark, but you know what? I hope you like them and I hope that the long episode length works for you. All right, I'm going to close this out. If you want to say hi to me, I'm going to drop my information below. If you want to work with me one-on-one, I will drop my coaching website below. I would love to connect with you if you're thinking about coaching, so please don't be shy. Please reach out. I've seen how powerful it can be in helping people get unstuck, and I would love to support you in getting unstuck and feeling more confident if you're ready to get help. All right, I'm going to close out today's episode. Check out the show notes for all of my links, all of my stuff, but I will leave you with this. I want you to remember the tree trunks, and I want you to remember the rings, and I want you to remember that you're just focusing on like one inner ring right now and there are lots of other rings. So have fun with that first ring. You only get to be in that novice phase once. (laughs) And even though sometimes it's not the most fun thing, um, there's, you know, there's something special there when you're learning and you're growing and you're stretching. Once you master something, like it's fun, but like it's also fun to be in the process. So give yourself time, give yourself patience enjoy these first steps or enjoy whatever steps you're taking based on where you're at with your journey and just remember that this is going to be a process and not a one-time thing all right i'm sending you so much love i'm so excited to share more on this topic i love this topic so much i'm so glad that you've made it here and hopefully you've enjoyed it also um like i said reach out i'm gonna put all my info below 
and have an amazing day. All right, bye.